going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Leatherheads Fantasy Football. We are back after that tough week five. For me personally, tough week five. Hopefully it was a good week for you. Week six is upon us, but yeah, a tough week five uh, for me. I really don't want to talk about it that much. Um, And for my co-hosts, I'm not going to speak for them, but I know that it wasn't the best week five uh, for them. Combining for maybe 160 points, they played each other. Uh, it was a real barn burner flow. Bell, what do you guys have to say about that? It was awful game. Pass. <laughs> just terrible to watch. Like it just like felt like a slow drag. Miserable. Like like I don't even know how to describe it. Just like awful. I mean, I had fun. I won. So what was the uh, final uh, score? What was the final score? Do you want to hear how many points Jimmy G got us? Got me it... negative point <laughs> nine two. Like if he had gotten just one more point, I would have won. It it was eighty nine eighty seven total score for for the viewers or the not, listeners. If he had not been as trash as he was. So as you can see, for the co-host of this podcast, week five sucked. <laughs> um, but hopefully you guys took our advice because I actually didn't take. Uh, my own advice from last week's podcast, I went against the grain. I was like, you know, I don't want to jinx myself. And it backfired on me completely. So hopefully you took our advice and you guys actually So listen won. to our damn podcast. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not even listening to my own advice. And uh, I scored 70 points this week. So, um... Wow. I thought I, I thought I did bad. Yeah, no. My team's been getting hit hard my... by this, uh, this, corona, this corona stuff. For the last three weeks, uh, it's, it has not been fun. It's... It's a tough it's a tough NFL season. You got COVID, bye weeks coming in now, a lot of injuries. Things you guys got to listen to us and stay tuned. Yeah. Uh we we actually have a lot of a lot of questions. We're only going to get to a few of them though because we're keeping this episode shorter for time purposes. But with that being said, let's just move on from week 5. Uh let's let's start this episode off with some fan questions, Flo. Yeah, fan questions. Thanks for everyone uh, getting involved. First question from K.L. Gilbert, the homie. How trustworthy is Fitzmagic as week six sub QB? Bye weeks are coming in hard. Well, since I'm covering QBs tonight, I guess I'll take the answer to this one. Um, I think out of everyone on the waiver wire, he's probably the most reliable guy. Uh, he's He's actually the ninth best quarterback in the league so at that probably at, isn't available in most leagues to yeah that's play. that's that's the thing is he's he's the, he's the best backup quarterback you can have yeah by far um he's he's averaging like 25 a game i think i did the math out he's averaging 25 points a game so the fact that he's actually only rostered in 26 percent of the leagues is actually kind of nuts that's he's doing better that's than absurd. our boy matty ice matt Wait, I don't, he's not my boy. He, we're not. Me and Matty Ice are done. Oh, we're going to get into that later. He, he's Matthew Ryan. Yeah. There's no more Matty Ice. If he plays any uh, worse, we're yeah. going to find out his middle name. <laughs> um, And going back to Fitzmagic, they're playing the Jets. So you you literally can't go wrong with taking uh Fitzpatrick. If he's in, that, yeah. if he's available, go take him. Yeah. That's as reliable as you get. Next pop, question. Matt, he's throwing three touchdowns. Two of those throwing five. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you on that. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'll probably throw three touchdowns. A bell's first bet of the night, right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question, folks. We from Morgan Floyd. Uh, I don't know who that is. Is Claypool a flash in the pan, or should Juju owners be worried? 
I'll take this one. I had wide receivers this week. Uh, obviously, Chase Claypool went off. five. He actually had five touchdowns, got one called back. Um, receiving a lot of targets with Deontay Johnson out. If he's out again, I like the start. And, and don't be worried about Juju. He's the clear-cut number one. So um, I, I would also say I, that uh, with uh, Claypool's never going to have a game like that, probably ever. Uh, but right. he'll probably, if you know, 10 to 15, 16 points is a good game for him. I think expecting yeah. to like expecting to carry your 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 team as a win is not really good, but to have him just you know be there to like get you like a hand. He's a reliable player. Is what I'm trying to say. And if exactly. Johnson's back, he's less reliable for sure because Johnson is their guy. Right, right. And, and as far as right now, Johnson is out. Uh, so I like he Claypool. Did, he did practice today, so it, it doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. Not not a good sign. Mike Claypool, Tomlin I would start. Things. <laughs> Seriously. Starting wide receiver catch punts. Like they didn't have 40 <laughs> other guys who could do it. Yeah, I mean, obviously getting rid of AB, they, they knew they had some talent. Uh, next question uh, from your boy about Malak. Malak, yeah. Um, Malak, which QB to roll with after losing Dak? I, I personally feel you. I lost Dak in my money league. Matt? You had QBs. What do you think? Yeah, uh, clearly this is this is a, a question that is going to help a lot of people out. I think because, I mean, what? How do you replace a guy that's averaging twenty, six, twenty seven points a game uh, every single week? That's to give it to you straight up, no chaser. You're not going to find anybody to replace him. <laughs> that's just how it is. No one. You, there's probably no one available in your league that's averaging that many points a game. So you're honestly your best bet is you're going to have to either if Fitzpatrick's available, I mean he's the guy to get. Uh like Bell said, I doubt he's actually available, but if he's available, pick him up. Uh like I said, he's the ninth best quarterback. If not, uh you're going to have to try and look for a trade. Um and I I think you should try and target dudes that are kind of on people's benches. Um Big Ben is is probably the most reliable. And I think how, how many guys you have in your league? Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's good one. Yeah, like you said, Big Ben. I, and, the, and the other I guy, like guy is ben. Goff, if because Goff has still probably been the most slept on fantasy quarterback. I think other than Fitzpatrick. Um, so if you can try and get one of those three guys, uh, go for it. You're probably gonna have to give up someone because those guys, even though they might not be starting, are still valuable uh, points that I mean, they're getting every week. You could risk yourself with Andy Dalton. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just don't know. It's, it's he's old, a, reliable. I mean, like, I, he, yeah, he is as Dalton didn't look bad. This is the thing of Andy Dalton's career. He is as good as the talent around him, and they have a lot of talent around him. And like you know, like those teams that like the Bengals with Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton made the playoffs. I think like six out of the first seven years. Like AJ Green was good, Jones was good, Sanu was good, Giovanni Bernard was good, Jeremy Hill was good. So he was good. And, like, this is the most talent yeah. he's playing with since that those days. So we don't know if he'll actually, like, you know, turn up. He could get he could get a couple games where he's getting 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. They're going to be down a lot in this game, and they're going to be asking him to throw the football. So we never exactly. Know. And that's why I do I do like that take of Andy Dalton of, of maybe you pick him up and you hold him and you wait and see, hey, what is this offense like? Um, overall, Malak, you heard it from Matt. We, we like Big Ben, Jared Goff. Maybe get Andy Dalton and watch what what he does, but you're not gonna replace Dak. We're we're sorry for your loss. Yeah, and that that goes for everyone else <laughs> out there who drafted Dak. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you just hate to see it. Shouts out. Shout <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's had a tough year, um, and, and it's just not a, not a good injury to get to. Uh, this, you know, with a crazy season he's had. Next question, actually three questions from uh, Billy Kane. Wow. Thank you for the questions. Um, I'll just fire them off real quick. Trade Mike Davis while I can. What do we think? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, two reasons. One reason. Uh, when Christian McCaffrey comes back, he literally plays 99% of the snaps. At worst, he drops down to an average running back. Like someone like Alvin Kamara probably plays around 80% of the snaps. So you're not going to really get much value out of Mike Davis once Christian McCaffrey comes back in full health. Unless he re-aggravates the ankle injury, which you could take a risk on just keeping him. But like Mike Davis right. is at an all-time high. You can get a player who, who's guaranteed starter from the day one. Yeah, maybe maybe Billy, you target those teams who are, you know, zero wins or, or one win, and they they really need a one or two wins. These next few weeks are really important as far as playoffs. Maybe you target those teams and, and get a trade and, and make out on that Mike Davis pickup. That was a good pickup. Um, his next question is: Robert Tunyon legit? That's the Green Bay tight end. Matt, you focused on tight ends this week. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, I got to flip back the notes here. He's, I mean, he has five touchdowns. He's so. On the year, which is pretty impressive. He's really just a red zone guy, though. He doesn't get a lot of targets. He only has 14 targets on the year, so he's in wow. in the red zone. He's he's a good, he's a great player to have. But I mean, so it's it's tough. I think this week is going to be tough because Tampa Bay's been pretty good in the red zone, um, and especially on tight ends, they've only given up one touchdown on the year to tight ends. So this week, and I'm going to go into more detail, but this week um, could be a little bit of a struggle for him. So I think on the year though he's a great red zone guy and, and at a tight ends you're not really getting uh, a ton of like yardage unless you got Kelsey or someone of that caliber. So I think he's a good red zone guy and he's gonna he's getting you touchdowns. So I think he's a good hold on the year. Yep, I like that. Um, and and the last question from Billy Melvin Gordon we heard today DUI probably not gonna start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's asking, does he start Lindsay? A bell? Running backs uh, guy? Uh, let me think for a sec. Do you start Lindsay? I think so. My issue is just that uh, Royce Freeman's also on the team, and he's definitely the guy they give like short yardage plays and short yardage plays, and usually those touchdown plays. So like he could steal, he could steal like a touchdown or two from you. But at the end of the day, Philip Lindsay might be the better bet. I'm not. I'm also not the running guy, bro. Running back, uh, Phil Lindsay wasn't he injured? He was injured too. He's come. This this might be his first start. If Phil Lindsay doesn't play, you should immediately pick off Royce Freeman and play him this week because he's their only guy. He's the only guy with experience. By default, he'll be getting like 15 carries. Against a Patriots team that doesn't defend the run too well, so if you just like if they commit to running the football, he could get you like you know. 80 yards rushing, maybe a touchdown, a couple catches. Like that's all you really need to like. That's a great performance, right? Like so. Decent, decent running back yeah. too. Maybe a flex option. Uh, with Gordon. I mean, for out most teams, now. most teams like myself, I could use any type of running back help. But I'll discuss that later. Right, running backs are thin. Uh, we'll finish it up uh, with a question from Alex Tate. Appreciate it. 
have to pick up Kirk Cousins off waivers due to both QBs on buys. Thoughts? Yeah, you know, I honestly, I don't hate Kirk's. Um, I mean, other than that abysmal uh, performance he gave um, Hunter way back when, uh, where he got negative yeah, points. Yeah, I personally hate him. Yeah, uh, he's been doing okay though since. Uh, not like nothing crazy, but I think he's a good pickup. They're, and they're playing Atlanta, so that's the other thing too. Is they're playing Atlanta. He's exactly. coming off a decent. Um, week last week, so I I don't hate him. I think he's a good pickup. Um, if he was the only guy in your league, I think that's probably saying something. Um, that means that Fitzpatrick's not available, so I don't hate it. I think it's I think he's a solid guy. There's he he has that potential to bust, but I think in this game he has a way more potential to boom because it's Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, guys, thank you for your questions. We appreciate it. We'll post the same thing on uh beginning of next week and answer your questions for next week's pod yeah uh and just make sure to go it's on social media so that that's where that's where you ask us ask us the questions um yeah all right so that's done thank you guys news of the week breaking news um not much as as far as last week we had a lot of news last week with covid it's a little more calm this week uh what news do you guys got um, I mean, we we got some free agency moves, but we're going to talk about that later. Um, I personally think we should – let's just touch on it really quickly. Like you just said, the COVID, it's it's kind of been – I think it's actually kind of slowing down a little bit. It was – I think I don't think it's hit it, – I think it hit its peak already and we're coming back down. Um, Titans were the number one team here, and they played this past week on Tuesday. So I think we're honestly on the downfall of COVID. I don't think it's going to be – and I'm, I'm hoping we're on the downfall because football is literally the only sport left. But I think that <laughs> I think we've seen the worst of the COVID so far. I agree, and I think you, you see a team like the Titans. They had over a couple dozen players get it, players and coaches. Teams are starting to be more strict now. Um, but on that note, Atlanta is actually under COVID protocol um, this week. I'm I'm not really sure if they're gonna play or not. Um, that was kind of new news I I heard about. Have you guys heard anything else about that? No, I mean I haven't personally, but I can tell you I don't think anybody's like pissed that they're not playing. I... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's watching those games. <laughs> yeah, I mean it sucks. Raheem Morris, you know, obviously Dan Quinn was fired after just a horrible. Just few years after, I mean, basically Brady and the Patriots ruined. Yeah, I mean, ever since the Super had. Bowl, he's just been yeah been rough, rough going for him. But I feel for Raheem Morris first week as head coach, and they're under COVID protocol. It's only one player, defensive tackle, um, Marlon Davidson. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the COVID thing's news. been surprising. It really has been because Stefan Gilmore tested positive last week, and there's a chance he could play this week. So it's yeah, I, the, I, yeah. I feel like. It's a little bit of like a how they're handling it might not be the best because there's I'm pretty sure I'm not I mean I'm no COVID expert here but I'm pretty sure it's like a two week quarantine and if guys are testing positive one week and then they're playing the next it's week a, clearly it's, something's it's, going on there where there's got to be ten some. days yeah basically but uh you can get uh so you have ten days and then afterwards if you get two negative tests you can play. Yeah, so I mean, I I am I'm, I'm trusting that the NFL knows also, what they're doing. Even if you have 
COVID and you're asymptomatic after like 14 days, I think you're allowed to play. Some weird ass rules. Because there are guys who test positive for COVID even three months afterwards who are still asymptomatic but can't spread it. This is a whole side. I don't even yeah. know the rules. I right. heard them talking about it and I don't know all the science behind it, but they're allowing players. To I'm sure, you know, they know more than us. Um, Obviously, Cam Newton is back this week. He's off the COVID list. He's practicing tomorrow. That's big news. Um, I think he's a star. Dak Prescott. That's, that's what, obviously yeah, Dak Prescott. That's, he's I mean, out. it's terrible. I mean, terrible. Only thing, terrible only thing news, I want to so. ask you guys on the Dak Prescott thing is with his with the contract situation. Like, how like did the Cowboys? How bad does it look on the Cowboys? How bad does it look on Dak's? Dak side because he denied contracts like it's that whole thing what do you guys think about that whole thing yeah I mean that's a great question that you see a guy you know franchise QB he obviously deserved to get paid there is some you know hesitation by Dallas um, you hate to see it and this is just another reason why players like we saw Le'Veon Bell hold out he got a lot of bad bad stuff about that and um you know, with that injury, you're kind of seeing why these players are doing it because it just takes one play like that to to eliminate possibly his career. I mean, you know, we really don't know if Dak is going to play again, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, this, so. the, the closest thing I can relate it to is Gordon Hayward's injury, and Gordon Hayward has not been the same player since that injury. It took him, like, two years to really recover from that injury, and, I mean, his – we're talking NBA, so it's different, but his – his career this year was halted by other injuries, but like even back, like he wasn't back to the player he was before. So I know that the compound fracture and the dislocation of the ankle, just in the past, we've seen it has not been, just has not been treating in uh, players who got that injury well after they've recovered from it. So it's tough to see. Yeah, tough to see. You you hope Jerry Jones and the Jones family, they they pay him. You know. Uh, a substantial amount for what he's done for the organization and hopefully what he, he can do for the organization in the future. Just a tough situation all around. Yeah, he's a great player, but you guys ready to start about uh, start talking about the quarterback? I mean, uh, position groups? Yeah, with that being said, let's just dive right into the position groups Let's here. set it off. Um, we're going to start off with, like Bill just said, QBs. Uh, I'm going to start it off. Uh, my waiver... I'm going to start off with my waiver wire, guys. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot already. He was our first question, right? Fitz Magic, um, kind of, yep. like I said earlier, kind of crazy that he's only rostered in twenty six percent of leagues. That is that really blows my mind because he's averaging twenty five a game. Like I said, um, I think if you got a anybody, if you got a, your quarterback's got a bye week, anything, he's by far the number one prospect to go to. Um, I, they're playing the Jets. It's, it's this should just be a known fact. If this is your situation every week. And you don't know who to get. Just look at whoever the Jets are playing and take that quarterback. And unless it's like a <laughs> known starter, then then you really got a problem. But if it's another guy that's on the waiver wire, uh, you don't ever got a problem if your QB is on a bye week. Um, the next guy is Kirk Cousins. Um, I think Kirk's on the way up. I think we've seen the word. Uh, actually, I don't know. That's 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 a tough one to say. He could he could easily be awful again. But so far, he's been uh, he's been good. Um, I think he's a good, solid quarterback to pick up. Uh, he's 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 rostered in not a lot of leagues. So if I think if Fitzmagic's gone, he's probably the best next best, just because of who he's playing this week. Um, 
and he had a good week last week. Uh, they almost beat the Seahawks. Uh, that game was absurd. I don't know. You guys are football guys. I don't know why um, the Vikings didn't take the three points there and go by eight. Didn't take the field goal. I I I don't understand why they went for it. If, if they for, if they yeah, get that's, it, that's not trusting your defense. If they get it, they know they're gonna win the game. If you don't get it, you you leave it up yeah. to chance. You're literally li- giving it up to Russell Wilson. I I understand his thought process. It's either it's either like Russell was going down the field driving for a touchdown. He just the thing is that he did go down and score, but they missed the two point conversion, so they would have won either way. Yeah, but you you can't really decide. It was, that, I don't like, know that that whole thing was crazy. Uh, even, I've, I've already even, talked about it on the, my other podcast. I know. Even the numbers tell you tell you that like the analytics guys will tell you that you you rather go for it than go for three. Yeah, uh, that's that 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 see that thought pass system is crazy because didn't that um uh, that worked earlier in the day that that day didn't it didn't the Raiders do that to the Chiefs? Uh, didn't I, the Raiders go for it on fourth and one in the fourth and they. I think they did. I think they did with Josh Jacobs. I, I was watching. Yeah, and they and they ended up holding the ball and not giving it back to Mahomes and winning. Yeah, I think I that they did do that. Um, I could be mistaken. I don't know. There's so much. I watched so much football. It maybe it was a different game, but I think it was that game. So it worked I, yeah, earlier, I but right. I don't know. Um, but that's all I got for the waiver wire guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins he had a solid week against the uh, Seahawks, who they got good defensive players. That defense hasn't been that great, but. I don't know, and they're playing the probably even though they're not rated the worst, but the worst defense in the Atlanta Falcons. Um, next, I got notable performance, good or bad, um, from Week Five and how that's going to translate into Week Six. So, I'm gonna harp a lot on this game. Uh, it's Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Um, it's interesting because Brady struggled last week against the Bears. Obviously, he had the four down collapse. That was just like what what's going on here. Um, Epic meme now. Yeah, just all over the internet. Well, forever be a meme. But um, Brady had 16 points. He had one TD, and this week he's projected to get 25. I'm hesitant on that one because Matt Ryan was projected to get like 27 last week and ended up getting like 12. Um, so I don't know. But the only thing that makes me hesitant on that 25 is that usually when Brady has a bad week. He pretty much recovers and does Brady things the week after. Um, so it's a tough. I'm I'm, I'm like right now I'm fifty fifty on that one. Uh, I don't know. I have Brady as a starter, um, but I might pull the plug on him. I'm not sure, um, and I'm not sure because of another reason that I'm going to jump into later. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think Brady's a, a go this week or no? Uh, I think. I think Brady's a little. Bill, what do you think? Uh, I think Brady's a little more. Uh, he's more risky because Green Bay has a relatively good defense. Um, uh, their offense is going to be able to hold the ball, move it down the field. It's it's a tough matchup for the for the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't know why this Tampa or not Tampa Bay, this Green Bay um defense is like rated so bad. It seems like every week they play a the quarterback who's gonna play him is projected to like go off for a crazy amount of points I, i'm not and understanding they do that. really well uh also i'm not sure how healthy they are godwin evans they they did have the extended break so we don't know if it's gonna really help them but you know at this point in time like he had a, they had a really bad game the bears kind of figured them out we'll see how they play this week but i i i'm more cautious on the brady 
Yeah, so that, that that's where I'm going to leave it at too with Brady is if if he's your starter, uh, I know he had the huge 43-point game two weeks ago, but if he's your starter. Against a lowly Charger. I mean, the Chargers defense is good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, if, if you have a great game against the Chargers defense, you don't deserve him. Yeah. Is my, is my I agree. Kind of so uh, maybe maybe hold Brady. Not sure. 50-50. That's a you call. It depends on who your backup QB is. Uh, if you got someone terrible, then then maybe Brady's the play. Um. But on the reverse side of that, Rodgers uh, coming in against this Tampa Bay team. Tampa Bay defense is good. They get a lot of turnovers, but they also it also seems like they give up a lot of points. Uh, it doesn't seem that they really hold teams to a crazy number, like limited number of points. Their D played great against the Bears. I'll give them that, but it's also the Bears offense, so I don't know about that one. Um, I think Rodgers is a for sure um, go on this. Uh, he came off 37 points last week. Uh, it's uh, he's a for sure start. So I'm not I'm not really worried about him. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. I think regardless, um, the worst thing uh, he might have is just turnovers because the Tampa Bay forces a lot of turnovers. But that's I think he's gonna get touchdowns. I think he's gonna put up big numbers. So if you're hesitant on that one because of Tampa Bay's defense and how many turnovers they force, I think even if uh, Aaron Rodgers gets some turnovers, his points and touchdowns are going to outweigh his turnovers, and he's still going to have a, a phenomenal week. Um, and the last guy I want to talk about is Tannehill. Um, was last was, was that a fluke? The dark horse. Was that a fluke? The dark horse in the league. Is that a fluke? Is he a star? Is he a – I don't know. I mean, this Bills defense, personally, I think has been a little overhyped, but I'll give them this. Their, uh, their secondary and their whole defense in general is a little beat up. So I'll give him that. Um, but Tannehill had three TDs on him. I don't know. I think I think going against uh, Houston this week, I think Tannehill's a go. Um, Minshew had 300 yards on on Houston last week. So I'm, I I think Tannehill's a go. If you got him on the bench, um, I think he's a he's a starter this week, depending on who you got. But I think. Tannehill uh, is upgraded to a start this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Tannehill. I, I saw a crazy style on Instagram. I'm pulling it up now. The last 14 games, uh, and this is comparing him to Pat Mahomes, they're both 11-3. He has 3,600 pass yards, about the same as Pat Mahomes. Three more touchdown passes than Pat Mahomes, 31. And then six interceptions and a QB rating of 116.7. So Ryan Tannehill has been on a tear with this Mike Ravel system. That's a heavy run offense. It's a quarterback dream to play under, you know, under center with a, a running back heavy scheme and then some talent on the outside and a great defense. Yeah, and I hope we're not screwing uh, Tannehill. But he's only thrown. He's got nine touchdowns as one one interception on the year. He's he's been good. Um, I don't think he's been great. Where it's like, okay, this guy's like he's a clear cut starter over someone else. But I think. Uh, over that Bills team, he put up three TDs, had a great game. I think he's a, I think now he's earned that um, they were that starting a, role over someone else. They were they were missing their, their, uh, most of their defense, the Bills. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too excited about the performance, especially because they're missing Tre'Davious White. I think one of the best yeah that that's what I mean. So I that's uh, that's where I was Tur- a little Tarell bit Evans hesitant. Wasn't playing. Uh, Matt Milano wasn't playing. I don't think Matt Milano played. Like this wasn't a good Bills defense. They haven't been really good all season, but you know it's nothing, nothing to ho- ride home about. I think. 
I think the Tennessee offense is solid. This is a good game by the defense. If you're if you're solid, not great. Yeah, I think the defense is something to yeah. be more proud about. But all right. Uh, all right, and to finish it up, uh, we're not going to go into great detail about this, but I, I do have one topic I'm going to go into great detail about quickly. Um, I think big weeks for Fole, Lamar, Allen, and Stafford, uh, just who they're playing. you got Stafford against Jacksonville. you got Foles against Carolina. Lamar versus the Eagles with no Fletcher Cox. He hasn't practiced all week. He got hurt last week. Uh, Lamar could go off. And Allen versus KC, that was my uh, – my one that everyone's questioning, but personally, I think Kansas City defense is a little bit overrated. Um, and I'm only saying this because I watched Brian Hoyer in the first half of that Patriots game <laughs> march down the field on that team, and then Brian Hoyer turn it over three times in the red zone. Uh, not really due to Kansas City. Um, it was really just due to Brian Hoyer. So I don't think that that defense is really that great. Um, so I'm taking Josh Allen over. Uh, Kansas City defense, but the one thing I do want to get to in the most puzzling stat projection is Jared Goff, 17 points for San Francisco. Last week, Fitzmagic had 33 on that defense. I do not understand that stat um, at all, that, that projection. I'm not, I don't get it. That San Francisco defense is beat up I'm not. I'm not understanding why he's only projected to get 17. Uh, I didn't really look too much into it. Maybe he's got some receivers out, uh, but I don't think, to my knowledge, every. I think his. He's got everyone. So I really don't understand that one. Uh, I think he's definitely going to surpass that. So, if you're if you've got Jared Goff on your bench and you're looking at that and saying 17, I don't think that that's an accurate uh, projection. I think he's going to go over that. Yeah. Well said. I I take the over too. Yeah. I'm I'm not I don't understand that one at all. But that's all I got on QBs. Um take my advice. I didn't take my advice last week and it bit me in the butt. So take my advice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who all we right, got well, next? QBs of the week. Right, we a, a bell, running backs. Running backs. What do we right, got? I'm gonna run through this. Uh so a Le'Veon Bell became free agent. Uh during his tenure with the Jets, he never had a game over a hundred yards. He shows you the Adam Gase experience. Just the long list of guys who are just <laughs> awful with him and then just amazing football players. I think wherever he goes, he's a worthy player to start, I think, immediately. I think his, his ability to receive the ball out of the backfield, to run the football, I think I think somewhere like the Bears could really use him. I, I just think he's a, he's a great football player. But, you know, but in other, in other news, we have uh, tough weeks for running backs. You're we got Alvin Kamara that's out, Josh Jacobs that's out for bye week purposes. Then you have all the injuries on top of that, the Chubbs, the McCaffreys, uh, the Melvin Gordons because you get arrested. <laughs> the, uh, Classic. Yeah, the, the tip of the standard NFL one. Uh, I feel like I'm missing I'm missing a couple more, but you know, like the top guys are gone. Saquon obviously. Right. Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson out with bye weeks. Yeah, you're missing you're it's missing a, a lot week. of guys who you like. Oh, Austin Eckler out for two reasons, so you're missing a lot of the top heavy guys. Now, now we're gonna have to find, uh, you know, the the middle of the pack guys. You got Alexander Madison, who I think, if if uh, Dalvin Cook's not playing, he's a must start. He had a great game. Looks like him on the football field. Honestly, confusing at times because he's that. He's that good. Besides that one play where he completely missed the wide open hole, 
he had for the to win the game that me and Matt were talking about a couple minutes ago. But he's a must start. Philip Lindsay, he's got a high ceiling. I mean, a high floor, like compared to Royce Freeman. If he plays, he's gonna get the ball thrown to him. He's gonna get all these uh, passes. He's gonna be able to run the football. He's really fast, great athlete. Royce Freeman's got the touchdown ability. He could. He's a boomer bust. Like if you get lucky, you get two touchdowns. Just gonna pound the rock into the end zone, but all right. Next group of guys, we got Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. If we're talking about PPR, both guys are. Uh, McKissick is a great flex guy to start, and in this strap league, I think both of them are, you know, tight, uh, running back strap league. Both of them are worthy starts. Gibson, as uh, like he's a real like reliable starter. In the past two weeks, both have combined for or both have caught. 13 passes and the other have caught nine passes. I think 13 was McKissick and nine was uh, Gibson in two weeks. Just two weeks. You you know they're checking down the ball to those two guys. 22 catches between them. They don't have a solid offensive line. Wide, they only have one really good wide receiver, so they are their most talented players. Like McKissick's going to get you 10 points just because they like checking down the ball to them. And then their, their possible touchdown abilities are huge. Uh, then, surprising players, da- Devonta Freeman, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had a crazy big week last week. Doesn't look any... You, you put up last week's highlights compared to the week the, a couple years ago with the Rams. It's side-by-side image, like the same player. He looks good. Ross Reddison his knee looks positive. Devonta Freeman looks like he's going to be the number one guy. As long as Saquon's yep. out there, he had a great performance. You guys definitely were. Were you guys surprised by that? Those past those two guys playing. I was surprised a little bit by uh, by Gurley just because he was kind of slow uh, to start off the season. Um, I I honestly thought uh, Freeman was kind of going to gel just because that offense in general is a running back heavy offense. So I think. Mm-hmm. But again, Freeman's not Saquon. So. Oh, he's not. He's, right. Of course, he's not. But all right, you got two teams of running running back situations that I think are kind of toxic and just tough to deal with. We got first off the Ravens. If you drafted Mark Ingram, I feel real sorry for you. It's AKA myself. Uh, that team, <laughs> that team, their snap count, the snap counts between the running backs is thirty five, thirty three, and thirty two. That means Edwards. Uh, Dobbins and Ingram, top to bottom from that order, are sharing the ball that often. They're they're on the field that often. So they really only get, each guy gets eight carries a week, nine, six, like, like there's just no bell cow. Honestly, I think... Bad news for fantasy. But terrible news for fantasy, and I think there's a growing uh, kind of movement, maybe just kind of in the fans in the football world, that like, maybe they should find a bell cow to like, kind of Put, like, you know, last year, Igram got a lot of those touches. So he was able to, you know, develop and, like, not develop, but, I mean, gain. Like, you know, once you step off the sideline, you kind of just, like, lose. I, like, I like it's kind of hard to describe. No, I you agree. Know? I mean, from a football standpoint, it's it's tough to get going as a running back if you're not exactly. in the game. Like, it's like any sport. It's, it's, it's just, just consistency. Like it's, it's important to rotate the guys in, but at the same time, kind of a detriment to the guy who's got a hot hand. It's like... You know, when you keep getting those that pounding, like it's good because you can get back up and you can keep doing it. Get back up and keep doing it. You can just kind of keep handling all the, I guess, like the what do you the 
the ground and pound of the. And then if 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 you guys banged up next week, you can start Edwards and he can get more of the carries. Just the way it is. That's that's actually the way the Rams have been playing. Uh, Daryl Henderson had a big week last week. He got like 20, 20 points. Uh, I know that because I decided to bench him for no reason. <laughs> uh, hold on. Before I had his stats up a second ago, I just wanted to give you guys some of his numbers for the season. Yeah, I think he was looking good on your bench versus, uh, versus me. Yeah, he, he got fi- uh, 15 attempts. He got eight attempts a week prior. He got 20 attempts a week before that. He got 12. He's been able to, to get a lot of touches. He's been a really good guy, especially because he gets uh, he gets receiving targets. The problem with this team, though, is very similar to the to the uh, to the Ravens, is that the offensive snap counts are just kind of really spread out amongst some really solid players. Like Malcolm Brown has 52% of the offensive snaps, so he's taking a lot of these snaps away from Anderson. And then on top of that, you got someone below him, like Cam Akers, taking 11% of the snaps. And he's been injured, so he's coming back this week. So all you Henderson guys, guys who started him last week, I'm a little nervous because he's more risky because you never know. They, they Those one-yard touchdowns that he, he kind of gets here and there, like they're not very sticky. And uh, for that, the, uh, another one, breakout guy, is uh, – Chase Edmonds, he had a good week last week, but he's he's more of a flex player. You can't really trust him as long as Kenyon Drake's a starting running back. He won't get a lot of rushing attempts. They're, pa- they're kind of a pass-heavy team, and Kyler Murray runs the ball a lot, so it's going to be tough to, for him to find anything more than 5 to 10 carries. And that's uh, kind of the running back rundown. Good matchup versus Dallas, though. Yeah, it is. It's just tough. Like running, you know, Those carries are kind of tough to come by. Especially in a game where Dallas is probably going to be throwing the ball pretty well. They lost their number one pass rusher, so Cardinals defense is going to be terrible. It might be down the stretch the worst defense in football. Yeah, Chandler Jones out for the season. I forgot what injury it was, but he, he's uh, he's out for the season. That's a big blow to any team. Yeah, rough. Uh, that wraps it up. For running backs, yeah. For running backs? For running back, yeah. All right, uh, we'll carry on right to wide receivers. we got a long list. I mean, you guys know wide receivers are just so deep. I'm going to try to just hit all these guys quick. Um, first, I'm just going to start off with some notable wide receivers who are most likely out this week. DJ Chark, Deontay Johnson, Sammy Watkins, and A.J. Green. Um, if you still have A.J. Green, just just let him go. I, I believe I, I think I saw him mouth the words, trade me. I don't know if you guys saw that. Dude, I don't know what's uh, going. He's just. I think his career might be like done. That's not AJ Green. Whatever the A and the J stand for, we're just. Yeah, I don't. I think go by I, that. he's been. He's been <laughs> awful this year, and I know he's. He wasn't. He wasn't active last year, but he was. He's been awful so far this year. Whatever. Yeah. This is. I don't even know. Yeah. So I mean, those guys are out. Um, waiver wire pickups. I'm going to start. With kind of the two obvious ones who exploded, Travis Fulgham of Philadelphia. Um, interested story about him. He was actually cut by three teams this year, then goes off. He, he scores the game-winning touchdown versus San Francisco two weeks ago. Then he explodes last week for 10 receptions, 152 yards, a touchdown. Um, I like him. Uh, you got to pick him up in, in the waiver wire if he's still available, and along with Chase Claypool, we all know he, he scored four touchdowns, three receiving, one rushing. Um, 
you got to pick him up, especially with Deontay Johnson, most likely out for this week. Um, and even throughout the season, it takes one play, as we know, for one guy to go down. Claypool is a really talented guy. I think he's definitely has a bright future ahead of him. He's a th- number three wide receiver with Deontay Johnson back, but definitely pick him up. Um, and, and then three more guys I really like who are probably on um, unrostered in your in your league. T. Higgins out of Cincinnati. Um, he's rostered actually 56.9%, um, but I notice he actually is still available in our league. He moves up to the number two wide receiver spot with A.J. Green out. He's gotten about a decent amount of targets the last four games, six targets, nine, seven, and then eight last week. And he's scored over 10 points each of the last three weeks. Uh, Corey Davis of Tennessee. He's been injured a lot this year. Tannehill, obviously, we talked about. He's been doing decent. I like him in PPR leagues, and he's available um, in roughly 60% of leagues. And then Brandon Cooks, no Bill O'Brien, goes off. Uh, I kind of tore him up. It was. It was <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. I'll take you back. <laughs> he definitely heard me. I, I think it was more of the Bill O'Brien um, leaving. You definitely see Deshaun Watson, Aaron, and Outmore. I do think Cooks is is trending up now. Uh, Texans definitely airing it out, so definitely pick him up if he's still available. Um, and now moving guys who are kind of on the edge, but I think you should hold right now. Russell Gage, um, he's honestly actually sucked without Julio, um, but he faces a terrible Minnesota defense. If you're, if you're thin on wide receivers, you might want to start him this week. Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, the Lions are coming off a bye. That's usually... You know, I like a, a good sign out of a team uh, coming off of a bye week. And they face Jacksonville, Atlanta, then Indy, and Minnesota. Three out of those four teams are, are three of the worst pass defenses in the league. So I think you hold on to him for the next four four or five weeks um, and see what he does. And then Randall Cobb, um, I talked about the Texans starting to air, air it out more. Um, he's gotten five targets over the last four weeks. We know he's a, a veteran guy. Um he knows how to find open holes and zones. Uh, I, I do like him in the really deep leagues. And then John Brown, when he's healthy with Josh Allen, uh, the big play guy, I, I do like him. It's just tough because he's just been aggravated with injuries all year. So those are, those are you know, the guys to, to maybe pick up or hold on to. And then noticing on, on our waiver wire, Guys that are kind of on the edge, I've thought about. Maybe you guys have seen. Um, I just want to touch upon Keelan Cole Sr. DJ Chark did not practice Wednesday. Um, I don't like him. And, and and these guys that I'm about to mention, they, they've either not proven themselves or they just have low usage and they're not consistent. Their offense is not revolved around them. And, and these guys actually don't really get a lot of snap counts. So that would be Keelan Cole Sr., uh, Greg Ward, as well, um, especially with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey coming back um, from injury. Um, those two guys, I just, I, I would stay away from right now. Um, what do you, th- what are you thinking yeah. when those two come back? Because those guys are, those two are interesting. Um, and I clearly, this, I don't think it's this week. I don't think they'll come back this week. Or they are. I don't even know. I didn't even look into wide receivers. But those two are like generally shaky wideouts. Are they someone you, if you're struggling with wideouts, you tell you tell them to pick up or no? Yeah, if you're struggling with wideouts, that's a great question. If you're struggling with wideouts, 
I would definitely pick up one of them. I wouldn't pick up two of them, you know, on the, on the same team. But I would pick up one of them because in years past, they've been, you know, two of Carson Wentz's favorite targets. And I also like that for Zach Ertz. So maybe if you're struggling, maybe you trade for Zach Ertz or you hold on to Zach Ertz because when those two come back, it'll open that offense a little bit more, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, good question. Stay away from Greg Ward. I do like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey um, down the road. And um, lastly, I'm just going to go over um, some guys to watch and then just some stardom and sit Guys to watch, maybe that you don't pick up yet, but keep on your radar. Gabriel Davis of Buffalo, he looked impressive. Um, he was a standout in training camp I read about. Um, and Josh Allen preaches great things about him. Henry Ruggs, um, we all know he's a speedster. He's kind of a boomer bust guy. Kind of reminds me a lot of Tyree Kill. He's just not there yet, and he just can't stay on the field. Um, and then Mike Williams, we know Herbert has kind of changed the Chargers' offense um, and what they were really missing from a young um, Phillip Rivers. Um, I think you, you maybe watch him or you pick him up and hold and see. You They have a bye week this week, so that kind of helps. But those are three guys I think you should watch and uh, see what they do. Uh, and then stardoms and sit-ems, I'll run through it quick. Stardom, I like Terry McLaurin over the Giants. Will Fuller, I do like versus the Titans. Uh, Diggs actually was very successful versus them. Devontae Parker, uh, like you said, Matt, the Jets are just terrible. Devontae Parker, start. Justin Jefferson versus the Falcons, same story. You got to start. What do you start. think about Preston Williams? Um, I actually do like Edelman over the Broncos with Cam Newton back. Hunter, what do you think about um, And then Jamison Crowder, he's averaging 10 targets a game. That's just crazy. And they're facing a decent defense in the Dolphins, but 10 receptions a game, you can't. I mean, that's hard to find anywhere. And then Juju versus the Browns, I do like that. And McCole Hardman with Watkins out, I do like that. And as far as Sidhams, Tyler Boyd, I don't like. Michael Gallup, I don't like. Wait and see, you know, how Dalton adjusts. Um, Darius Slayton versus the Washington football team, I don't like. Travis Fulgham, like I said, he he's a good pickup, but just don't start him this week versus the Ravens. Jerry Judy versus the Pats, that's just bad news uh, for the Broncos' offense all around, especially with Gordon out. And then uh, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, all decent guys. I just don't like their matchups this week, strong defenses. Um, sit those guys this week. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, like you said, we're running back – or both positions actually are – the wide receivers are, are hard to – they're hard to predict just in general. Um, I don't I don't know why they just they are. It's hard to say who's gonna have a great week every single week. But it's like tough. Hunter just said, um, it's tough, there's but, uh, there's good matchups and there's bad matchups. So I if I'm I know personally I struggle with wideouts every single week. So I just made a couple mental notes there and Hunter's starting his setups. <laughs> <laughs> Am I playing you this week? Did I no, mess no, up? No, 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 <laughs> I already beat okay. You. All right. <laughs> um. All right. Let's jump into tight ends real quick. Um. Tight ends are one of those, like kind of like wide receivers, where it's you, they're impossible to predict. Honestly, unless you got the top, you got the cream of the crop tight ends, which are like there's four of them this year. Um, but I think if you're looking for a tight end, it's really what it's it's really what you're looking for. Are you looking for guys who are going to get a bunch of targets and get you yards, or are you looking for uh, red zone guys? 
Um, I think right. if you're looking for red zone guys, um, if he's available, I doubt it. Uh, Jimmy Graham, he's, he's someone, he's he doesn't have a ton of targets, um, but he has a ton of t- touchdowns. Um, like like I just said earlier in the pod, Tanyan, again, literally 14, uh, 14 total targets, five touchdowns. So, like, that's, I mean, that's a red zone guy. Um Guys off the waiver wire right now that I like um, is is Cameron Brate for for uh, Brady. I think oh, wow. he got targeted six times, had five catches for forty four yards. Uh, he was he clearly he's he's becoming more reliable for Brady uh, as as we go here. His numbers have only gotten better every single week. Uh, Austin Hooper he got ten targets last game, only had five catches for fifty yards, but he still t- he had ten targets. So I think he's a good one. What up, Avell? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. At, at, Loud and clear. All right. At, at first, I thought you guys can hear me, but I tried to make a, a point about uh, Preston Williams. I was asking, trying to see if uh, what Hunter thought about that. Uh, he's on the, the Press, he had the he played against Dol- Dolphins receiver. He had a pretty good game against the Jets. Right. I think he had like twenty plus points. Yeah, Preston Williams is someone. I actually, it's funny. I didn't see him on our free agency list. Um, but like I said again, you're facing the Jets. I do like Devonte Parker. I, I do um, agree that Parker's definitely the guy who probably gonna get. More. He he is the guy. Preston Williams. I they do like him. Though, you know, if if you staff. really need a flex, right? If you need a flex, I, I think you start him this week. Yeah, I think in a few weeks too. If he keeps playing like this, he's a, he's a guy who could be like a very that could be a very solid tandem. But back to you. Right. Uh, on top of your players. Well, it's actually not the worst. Not the worst. Uh, Inter- interception, intervene there. Because um, my next guy I was actually about to talk about is Jacecki. Um, th- there's been a lot of talk about him every single week. Is he someone you start? Um, I think he's not going to get you. A, a, he's got some. He's got a few TDs on the season, but he's not. He's not one of those guys where he's a he's a red zone guy every single time. Um, but he's he's third. In yards with 281 yards, he's, he only has 28 targets, uh, but he's eight, he's 18 for 28 on his targets. So he's he's a reliable guy. I think he's a star. He's moved into a star every single week. If you have him, um, he's be, he's come he's proving to be one of the more reliable tight ends uh, week in week out. So I think he's someone you um you definitely sticky. Like they're definitely not like yeah you, know, you can't trust them like the way George Kittle and yeah. Travis Kelsey are, are dangerous red zone threats. But yeah. honestly, there's not too many guys in the league like that anymore. Like there's end. really not. That's what I mean. The the uh, the tight end position oh, is Mar- Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark. Andrews. I was just about to say Mark Andrews is probably the only every single week tight end touchdown guy. Um, but another guy that's talked about every single week, and we talked about him a little bit before this uh this episode is Gronk. Um, his right. his story is just it's weird. I did a lot of I looked into it how he's been this this year and. He he gets catches. He's just not getting targeted a lot. I think he's some games he's two for three on targets. Other games he's five for six. So it's not like he's missing a ton of passes. He's just not getting the ball, and he's not getting yards when he does get the ball. Um, so I think he's moved into he's probably he's moved into a sit because he I think the best game he's had all year is ten points. Um, everything else is like five to ten, five to eight. So I think he's moved into a sit. I also think though he's someone, he's he, he's someone that's trusted by Brady. Um, so you you don't get rid of him, 
because you do know he's right, a reliable right. guy to that quarterback. But I think right now he hasn't pr- proven that he's um he's been a good fantasy player, which is kind of rough um, because it's Gronk and he's probably one of the best ever to do it. But this, he's just struggling this year. He's just not he's not the same player. So, and with that being said, you you talked highly of Bray. If you had a decision between you had to make a decision between Bray and Gronk moving forward. Who do you go with? Yeah, I don't know. They their their whole tight end situation is is interesting, but I think I'm I personally I'm going with Brait. Um, I think Brady's been Brady's been trusting him more and more every single week, and I just think Gronk, like I said, he hasn't really been. It's not that he hasn't been reliable because when he's targeted, he's catching it, but he's just not doing much fantasy wise after. He's not getting that many yards when he catches it. You know, yeah. he's not catching deep bombs anymore. So he's catching like those five to six yard passes, those three yard passes, that, he, he and that's really it. Quick, he's going he down. He doesn't have the quickness either to beat like uh, corners and safety. He doesn't strike the fear. Exactly. Yeah. He he doesn't have that explosiveness he used to have. And I, I think we talked about it a little earlier the yards after catch, which was so big for Gronk for for all those years. You know, he you're right. He doesn't have that that fear. Yeah, uh, it's just and, it's uh, he. I don't know. I think it's he's just a different player. He really is. He he's completely different from Patriots Gronk to Tampa Bay Gronk. Which I don't know. It's, right. it's just hopefully hopefully as it keeps um, as the season goes, he gets better. The last two guys I want to talk about is um, Ingram for the Giants. I think it's Ingram, but it's also the the Giants. Uh, Ingram has not he's not been great. Uh, he he's gets a ton of targets, um, but he's 20th in the league for yards, and he has zero touchdowns, and he's fifth in the league for targets. So I don't know. I, th- I don't think he's that reliable of a fantasy guy right now. And um, the last guy is Schultz on the Cowboys. His numbers, he's been good, um, but his, I could also see his numbers dropping because, uh, like, like we said earlier, we don't know how Dalton's going to fare with this offense. We don't know what it's going to turn into. Is it going to turn into a Zeke heavy running offense with not a lot of not a lot of passes? Um, so those those are those are the two guys I worry about. If you got them on your roster, um, maybe start looking for another tight ends. There's there's more reliable guys out there Tough. that that are getting more targets and doing more with the targets they get um, than some of these than like I just said Ingram. So I think tight ends is a weird spot because it's not something that's going to – there's no guy other than, like I said, the cream of the crop, four four guys in the league that are guaranteeing you more than 15 a game. Everybody else is kind of a wild card. But um, it really depends. Are you willing to take the chance on red zone touchdowns or targets for yards? That's that's really where it's at with tight ends. But that's that's all I got on tight ends for right now. All right, now it's uh, a Bell's betting week. world. Yeah, Bill, what do we yeah. got for bets, dude? <laughs> Help me make some money. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bell, I mean, so far, I think we the first week we did this, you were four for five. Last week, you were three for five. If I was a listener, I'd still listen to you. Uh, what do you got this week? All right, this week, we got the Bears versus the Panthers. It's a tough matchup. It's The spread is plus one for the Bears. I low-key like them in this game. I think the Panthers are a good football team. I just don't think they're better than the Bears. I just like I don't know why I feel this way. I just think that the Bears they're gonna they're gonna start the year with a five and one kind of fluky-ish record. I just think the Panthers defense is gonna gonna 
put them in a difficult spot one of these days, and this is going to be one of these games. I just think the Bears are a better football team. Atlanta's just trash. Like I, you if you have been screwed by the Atlanta Falcons, you should be confiscated. Confiscated. <laughs> just stop betting on the Atlanta. Falcons. I, <laughs> like the idea that that they are plus four against the Vikings. I'm telling all people. At first, I wasn't confident about this, but take the minus four for the Vikings. The Vikings are going to win that game. And then I like that game over at 54. A lot of these game overs I do like. You know, the Lions and the Jags, the Texans and the Titans, I like it at 52. I like the Texans plus three. I like the Texans coming away with the win in this game. I think they are a better football team without Bill O'Brien, and they're ready to play without him. I just think, you know, if they're going to lose, it might be a really close game, so it might be within that three. But I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think Sean Watson is a great quarterback. He's literally a Patrick Mahomes-type player, and he's just he's just not going to lose games. Like, he's just really not. And I think he they're going to make a small comeback. You know, they might end the year 7-9, 8-8. But I think we'll all be impressed by the, the way the Texans play. Uh, besides that, the rest of the games are kind of tough. Like, you know, Washington versus the Giants, which is just terrible. Like, you never know who's going to win that. The toilet bowl. Uh, the, the Browns versus Steelers. <laughs> You'd like to think the Browns are a little better than what they are. But I don't know. Like, the Steelers have a really good defense. I don't think Baker Mayfield's, like, he's really – I don't think – I think he's he's a Jimmy G. He's really just a guy who's, who's all right, but he's, he's not as good as – he's as good as his talent's going to get him. And yeah, that's fair. Ta- and – Oh, the Ravens versus the Eagles. I like. I don't like the Eagles at uh, plus eight. I think it's. I, I think if it was a plus ten, depends. The line might change throughout the week. So if it, if people keep buying at the Ravens minus, uh, I mean the Eagles plus eight, maybe. I'm not sure about that game. Then the Patriots minus ten. Not a fan of it. I just. I think the Broncos, especially with Drew Locker, are a little better than that. Uh and then Packers Bucks. I think that's a tough game to decide. Like it. Uh, the, do you stay away from? Stay away from that game. I do like eight twenty. The Rams three and a half over the Forty Nine ers. Forty Nine ers are just not good. They are yeah, just not that's good. a fact. They're they just, are not, just good. not good. And it's sad. Yeah, they're not. They're not returning. They're sad. Yeah, the they're, they're not. NFC Championship. They're not. They're not going to even make the playoffs. The division's too good. The Rams are too good. The thing is, you need a good quarterback, someone who can actually handle the reins. Then you need health, and they are not healthy right now. They'll be back. They'll be back next year. But I think. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I think they're they literally have been derailed strictly because of injuries. Yeah, uh, Joey Bosa and Solomon Thomas come back. They'll be fine. But and Richard Sherman, but like right now the injuries, the lack of everyone being there at practice, like you know, healthy, it's it really hurt. It's really gonna hurt them. Yeah, it, yeah, the the injuries, but also I I never like teams who who they almost make it and they go let's run it back with the same squad. No adjustments. It usually doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work out. I yeah. mean, you know, you already got sixteen games of footage on you. It, I I I just didn't like them this year. How how they they didn't really add anyone. Um, also, team, team and then the injuries, like you guys said. chemistry is an important factor that no one really talks about. Debo hasn't been practicing because he's been injured. Uh, Kittle hasn't been there the whole season. Uh, Jimmy hasn't been there the whole season. Like Raheem Holster, Talvin Coleman, all these guys in the roster just have been out. 
you just can't just like expect them to like start winning these games. Yeah. And just this clicking. one against the Rams, yeah, start clicking. The Rams are just relatively very healthy right now. Knock on the team, but you know they're probably going to be the one that makes the playoffs in their spot for the 49ers. So I'd like them at three and a half. But this, uh, and then I like the Chiefs minus. Ooh, I stay away from the Chiefs Bills game. The Bills lost. Oh. The Bills lost, but I, you know, I think if a healthy Bills defense. I think the Chiefs have a lot of holes. I you agree. Think the Chiefs are overrated. I, I think, agree. I don't think they're overrated. I just think there are two teams in football that are perfectly built to play the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills because they can apply a pressure on offense, and they can apply the pressure on defense, and those two things are very important. And they can run the they can run the football because Josh Allen Josh Allen can move the chains. I think the Raiders are one of those teams too. I think like. They're not scared. They're not intimidated. They play tough on defense. Uh, you know, and then they also, like, they can run the ball. If you can run the ball against the Chiefs, you're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Or not, you're going to win the game. Yeah, I think you know, like you have, that, that early matchup. Yeah. And if you can kill time on offense, if you can kill time on – if you can limit yeah. Pat Mahomes – it's the Brady thing. If you can limit yeah. Pat yeah. Mahomes without the ball, you have a great chance of winning and that the game. The problem with the Ravens game, though, if you just watch the game, the Ravens were so quick to want to throw the ball down the field and just ditch whatever whatever got them there. Like, you guys are a running team. Focus on running the football and then force Mahomes to wait on the sideline, make the defense drive, like, just, like, drag out the football game and then make them, you know, have to score every possession count because you know you're going to score on that defense. And yeah. then, make them, then make them feel pressure. So that's kind of the whole point. Well, I like those bets. Those are a lot of bets. Hopefully, you make some money. The listeners make some money. Um, that wraps it up. QBs, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We got the meat of fantasy football down. We decided not to talk about kickers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just don't know. It's like we... it, like, like we talked about, it's kind of, it's it's almost luck. You, you never know. Um, and then defenses. You, you kind of know yeah. matchup to matchup. Uh, the interesting thing with defense is since we're on the topic, um, I think uh, an interesting part is, and I don't know if a lot of leagues do this, uh, is defensive players. I think that's an interesting part that yeah. maybe if let us know if you got defensive players in your thing, just let us know because we can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I- I've thought about the defensive players before as a commissioner. Um, a little weird. Uh, just kind of some unknown territory. But, yeah, let us know. That kind of wraps up the show. Uh, we just got stud of the week. Yeah. Um, who came in first last week? A bell? A bell with Deshaun Watson. Ah, oh, man. That, that's, that's actually unbelievable that he picked him, he picked him first. Because um, he wasn't even on the show. You know, he had, and he just came out of nowhere <laughs> a little upset. Still still won. <laughs> um, but either way, about who you got this week for start of the week? Uh, hold on. I haven't even, like, fully put my mind to it. We're talking about hold on, one sec here. The start of the week, QB. You had Deshaun Watson. He won. You've picked Minshew. He failed you. You picked Matt Ryan. He's failed us all. Did Matt Ryan fail me? Oh, yeah, he did. Who picked Matt Ryan and didn't fail him? 
He actually, he actually had. We all three of us have actually picked Matt Ryan, and he actually did the best when you picked him with, with I believe eleven to twelve points. Oh, wow. <laughs> did he? Who did Bill pick week one? I picked Josh Allen. Or the first time we did the first. start of the week, I don't even remember. I, I picked Josh Allen. I remember that you guys were like, "Oh shit." Josh Allen. Oh, I picked Josh Allen. I th- uh, yeah. All right. So no, he's he's failed everyone. Matt Ryan has failed everyone. Right. Um, so uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Ryan at 12.4 for Bell's week four pick. You know who and I'm going with? 11.42 points for your I'm just pick. Go with it. And then the... I'm going Fitzpatrick. Okay. okay, I don't hate it. Our dark horse waiver wire guy. I like it. I don't I don't hate it. Um, all right. I got mine uh right here. My bad. I'm going Stafford against Jacksonville. God damn it. <laughs> Matt Stafford. All right, we got to change it up real quick. Audible, quick audible. <laughs> quick audible, Omaha, Omaha. What, why are you going Matt Stafford, man? Because uh, it's against Jacksonville, dude. I mean, I, and it's also someone I didn't really go into much depth on, so I kind of played that out because I was covering the QBs. I was like, you know, I'm not going to go into much depth just in case one of these guys got uh, has Stafford uh Right. So, tried to play my luck there. Clearly, it didn't work out the way I wanted to plan it. But coming in second last week, that's that's what got me last week. So I think Teddy Bridgewater for that pick. All right. Well, my audible is in. I'm gonna have to go with Pat Mahomes versus Buffalo on Monday night. Uh, like we said, they got some injuries. I don't know if they're all gonna be if they're gonna be healthy. But I like a shootout, and I like Pat Mahomes, especially in a shootout. We saw last week he kind of went off, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of play it safe in the audible and pick Pat Mahomes. Wow, I think that that's the riskiest take out of everyone. I... <laughs> it might be. I mean, not riskier. I picked Matt Ryan last week, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I already that. feel better. <laughs> let's, let's just not do it with Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yep. All right. Well, hopefully, your our our advice this week. Um. Take it. Like I've been saying the entire time, take our advice. I didn't take my advice. I'm definitely taking our advice this week. I'm sick of losing. I'm on a three-week losing streak, so I'm sick of that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, with that being said, good luck to everyone, and we will see you guys next week.